ready to talk some fashion? <laughs> Have you ever seen someone, no pointing, but you thought, what were you thinking when you put that outfit on? <laughs> yeah. So it's always interesting to me because some people, uh, especially men, I'm going to do a little stereotyping here, but men especially tend to get caught in what I call a time warp. And so maybe they were styling 20 years ago, but they're stuck. They're stuck. So everything that they own is like uh, circa 1999. And so their hairstyle is 1999. Their clothing's 1999. Their shoes. I mean, they're so last century, okay? Women, on the other hand, I've noticed they tend to move with the fashions. They don't have a problem. In fact, they'll, they'll try the, the current fashions. You know, several years ago, I was uh, playing basketball, and uh, a guy that uh, several of us knew showed up to play for the first time. And when he walked in the gym, it was one of those moments where it went silent, and even the guys playing ball just stopped. And, and we realized we're gawking at him. And so we try and kind of cover it up, and we ran over to him. We're like, hey, dude, so surprised to see. I didn't know you played basketball. And, you know, we're trying to keep him from realizing what was really going on. And he, he goes, well, I haven't played in years. But he said I decided to give it a try again. He goes, luckily, I still had my gym clothes from high school. <laughs> and, and he goes, and can you believe they still fit? They did not fit. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it was certainly lucky for him. It was not lucky for us. Let's just say that. Uh, you know, they, his, his gym clothes were from like 1980, and they were like three sizes too small. And anybody from the 80s that played hoops know that uh, shorts were really, really, really short back then. And so... What, what was going on, his were so short and so tight, they looked like wannabe Speedos, okay? <laughs> and, and his shirt was so small, it had become a midriff. And so all night, guys took turns guarding him, and they would trade off, and they'd go, you guard him for a while, my eyes can't take it anymore. And uh, so... <laughs> Into, into the night, we're, we're all changing shoes, and you know, we're gathering up our gear and stuff, and, and you can hear these conversations going, they're like wardrobe malfunction, you know, and uh, they, the next week, sure enough, he comes in, and he's styling the early 80s still, and this went on for several weeks. Uh, several of the guys came in for counseling, and, and uh, you know, Finally, one of the guys decided that we needed an intervention. And uh, so they got together and they, they raised money with, you know, everybody gave one of the guys money and they went and bought him the newest Jordan shorts and the newest Jordan uh, shirt and they uh, presented it to him the next week. Now, I will tell you, when he showed up, he was the best dressed guy on the court. His game was still lacking, but he was making a fashion statement out there. Ha- have you ever seen someone and you're thinking, what were you thinking when you put that on? You need to go back home. You need to change. Well, the Bible has a lot to say about fashion. 
And the fact is, last week we, we talked about that our God who loves us sent his son to this world. He sent him from heaven to earth. He sent him from the top to the bottom so that we could go from the bottom to the top in our lives. That Jesus Christ laid aside his righteousness, his perfect robe, and he put on our sins. He, in other words, he put on our unrighteousness. And that when Jesus died on the cross, we said that when he died, he became sin. He didn't sin, he became sin. Paid the price so that he could cover you and he could cover me. You know, Jesus offers us his righteous robe and all we have to do is put that righteous robe on. And when you put that righteous robe on, you're you're saved, that's salvation, you're covered, in other words. And last week we focused on the question, who are you wearing? Because there's only one designer that matters and his name's Jesus Christ. And when you wear Jesus in your life, it is a serious fashion statement, but it's a faith statement, it's a faith statement. Paul writes this in Galatians, he says, So in Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith, for all of you were baptized into Christ, have clothed yourself in Christ. Have you ever thought about why we wear clothing? I mean, really? I mean, the fact is, we like fashion, and the, you put on different clothes and you can kind of change it up and by what you're wearing. But the main reason we wear clothes is to cover our nakedness, to cover our sin. And it tracks all the way back to the beginning, the book of Genesis, you know, when Adam and Eve sinned for the first time. It says at that moment their eyes were opened And they suddenly felt ashamed of their nakedness, so they sewed fig leaves together to cover themselves. So they tried to cover themselves with fig leaves. That did not work. Then they try hiding from God, if you read the story, and that did not work either. The fact is, God found them, God uncovered their sin in the conversation, God already knew, and then God does something very miraculous. He covers them with clothing. We're told that he makes them from animal skins. See, God had a plan to cover us, to cover our sin. Adam and Eve's new clothing was a fashion statement, but it really was a faith statement. Because of sin, we have a desire to get dressed. Sin makes us want to cover up. Sin makes you want to hide from God, doesn't it? See, sin and clothing are connected. They've been connected since the beginning of time. And it's the heart of fashion. And it's the heart of faith. You know, because of sin, we desire to cover up. And we are covered by the love of God and we're covered with something that's perfectly tailored for us. You know, Scripture says that we only get to heaven if we're dressed perfectly. And I want you to understand that. It is not about being perfect. The fact is we have all sinned. We are all exposed. God sees right through everything. 
the only way we get to heaven is by putting on the righteous robe that we talked about last week, by accepting Jesus as Savior and Lord. It covers our sin. Jesus covers us. But get this. People still today, I think, are sewing fig leaves together. I mean, so to speak. Tailoring and trying to design our own faith you know, our own fashion. We're trying to to cover up sin by playing a really dangerous game. You know, and we're intent on doing it our way. And so we try and cover up, try and cover up our sins. In fact, we kind of play dress up. You know, I, I, I did this, and I did this, and I did this, and, and look at me, God. You know, don't, aren't I a good person? Look, look how good I am. Friends, it's a dangerous game. Isaiah tells us, says, for all of us have become like one who is unclean. See, our very, very best, all our righteous deeds are like filthy garments in comparison to God's holiness. Who, who are you wearing? Who are you wearing these days? Are you wearing you? The best you you can be? Because I will tell you, the best you isn't good enough. I mean, sin always leads us to fear. It always exposes us. It always gets us hiding, trying to hide from God. Just like Adam and Eve, I will tell you, you cannot hide from God. You can't hide from God. Fact is, it's really time to just admit. It's obvious to God. I've sinned. I've sinned. It's time to to get dressed. The only designer that makes any difference is wearing the righteousness of Jesus in our lives. You know, what, what we try to cover up, God uncovers. And what we uncover before God, God covers. Think about that. You know, the apostle Paul, he says this, he says, but clothe yourself in the Lord Jesus Christ, forget about satisfying your sinful self. Close yourself in Jesus Christ. I mean, how do, you, how do you do that? Well, it's a top to bottom thing. It's a head to toe thing. We're, we're to let Jesus clothe us completely, cover us with his love, with his grace. You know, it is, it is a phenomenal wardrobe, perfectly tailored for you and for me. You know, I think I've uh, always loved fashion. And in fact, my, I, I was sitting at my desk this week and I was thinking about my earliest memory uh, of fashion. And I was about three. That's, that's a picture of me when I was three. I was almost four. <laughs> okay. And uh, yeah, 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 I actually, I, yeah. <laughs> You're going, I can't believe that's him. <laughs> but. I, I remember uh, going, going to church as a kid, and I came home, and I had only been once, and I came home from church, and I told my mom, I said, I need new clothes. And uh, 
So I remember my mom taking me shopping because I, I wanted a, a suit and a vest and, and I wanted a tie. And, and I remember trying on different ties and kind of trying to match stuff up. And then I wanted a hat. I wanted a hat and it had to have a feather in it. See, I'd seen a guy at church and he had this really cool hat that had a feather. And so I, I remember going and, and doing that with, with my mom. And friends, bottom line, fashion, I have, I've always liked clothing because I know it makes a statement. See, fashion, fashion's fine. But we're talking about something that is much deeper than fashion, and we're talking about faith in our lives. The fact is that as a Christ follower, we are to clothe ourselves in the Lord Jesus Christ from top to bottom, from head to toe. And if you're serious about fashion, you gotta, you gotta do that. And if you're serious about fashion, well, you really need a tailor. See, I don't, I don't care whether you shop very high-end for clothing or you go dirt cheap with clothing. The fact is a, a tailor can make things look phenomenal. You know, people uh, tend to buy clothes way too big for themselves. But some buy it too small, that's another message uh, some other time. My, my question is, how are you wearing Jesus? It is a challenge to wear Jesus in our culture today. In fact, turn to your neighbor and go, you're a supermodel. <laughs> Some of you are going, I'm not a supermodel. Let's see, it has nothing to do with your height or your weight or your bone structure. If you're a Christian, you are a supermodel. You are modeling 24-7 in your life. You know, scripture says, in the same way, your light must shine before people so that they will see the good things you do and praise your Father in heaven. If you're a Christian, you're on the runway and the lights are bright and you are modeling Jesus Christ for everyone around you, especially those that don't follow Jesus Christ. I mean, you're modeling what authenticity looks like. You're modeling what a marriage looks like, what it means to be a parent, how to talk, how to handle your finances. You're modeling the faith. You're modeling Jesus. Friends, you're doing it at work. You're modeling Jesus at work, at school, at lunch, on the athletic field, when you're on a date. You're modeling Jesus with your social media posts. Whenever and wherever you go, you model Jesus Christ. If you're not a follower of Jesus Christ, well, I don't know who you're modeling. I mean, maybe you're modeling some star, some, some athlete that you admire, maybe modeling culture. But if you're a Christ follower, you're modeling Jesus Christ. Who are you wearing? Who are you wearing? Jesus? Here's another question. How are you wearing Jesus? A lot of people, I think, 
want to use Jesus. They do not want to wear Jesus. And by that, I mean, here's what's out of whack for me. Some of you want Jesus, but you want Jesus to do what you want Jesus to do. You know what I mean? Jesus, I want you to tailor yourself to my life. I, I, this is how I'd like you to fit in my life, Jesus. You, you prefer your own design when it comes to Jesus, but I will tell you, you got it backwards. I mean, so many times we're, we're like, okay, Jesus, come on. I want you to tailor to me. And friends, we should be putting it on right and saying, you know what, Jesus? Tailor me. Jesus, I'm a, I'm a sinner. I'm unrighteous. But because you love me, because you've forgiven me, you, you've covered me, Jesus, I, I want you to tailor me and show me your pattern for living but we got it backwards, don't we? Okay, Jesus, you close this deal for me. You do this for me, I'll be committed. Yeah, Jesus, you help me with this. I'll start going to church regularly. I mean, God, if you just do this in my life, I'll start giving, I'll start serving, I'll, I'll get really serious about my faith. And friends, we got it backwards. And here's the crazy thing. Sometimes God blesses us anyway. You know, so you close the deal. Things do work out. You get through the problem or whatever. And get this. You know what happens? We, we don't commit. We actually become less committed in our lives. You know, we don't, we don't give God a priority Instead, what we do, we get involved in a lot more stuff that takes us away from God, takes us away from church. You know, we don't give the, the first 10%. We, we don't honor God. No, we become more selfish. Yeah, we don't serve. We serve ourselves. And friends, there is this phony theology that's really popular today. If you have enough faith you can make Jesus do whatever you want Jesus to do. Jesus, I want you to do this and this and this and this. Friends, you cannot tailor Jesus to fit your desires, to fit your wants. You've got it backwards, and it is not biblical, and it's not pretty, is it? You know, some are uh, into what I would call vintage uh, clothing or a recycled faith. And recycled faith goes something like this. You know, you ask someone, you go, you follower of Jesus Christ? Oh yeah, for sure, man, for sure. My mom was a godly woman. My, my dad, he had such great faith. They were always in church. They really loved Jesus. Okay, 
Or sometimes the conversation goes like this. Are you a committed follower of Jesus? Oh man, when I, when I was 12, I, my whole life was centered around Jesus. I, I was really into Jesus, went to church all the time back then. You know, my faith was strong when I was a teenager. And see, it's, it's vintage. It's vintage faith. It's recycled clothing. I mean, recycled clothing's fine. But a recycled faith does not work. You see, you have to have an active, personal relationship with, with God. Where you, where you wear Jesus yourself, not somebody else wearing it. And here's another way I, I think some, some wear Jesus. You come to church and you're styling, styling Jesus. Look, look great. Yeah, your language, it's really clean when you got Jesus on. Your actions, very calculated. And you, and you wear Jesus so everybody can see. You know, instead, instead of your faith being from the inside out, oh, what we do, we put Jesus outside. See, instead of Jesus shining from inside you to the outside, we, we wear Jesus on the outside, and it's a game we play. Pull in the lot, put Jesus on, styling Jesus now. You leave, taking Jesus off. See, Jesus isn't inside. And what happens when you do that? Well, you start saying things you shouldn't say doing things you shouldn't do, going places you shouldn't go. See, true faith is inside, and it comes out. But when you simply wear Jesus outside, well, that fashion statement, it might be glitzy, but you got it inside out. garment takes on a new look it's fake it's cheap pockets don't work and I will tell you in reality this gets really uncomfortable wearing faith inside out because actually doesn't fit very well I mean we become hypocritical you might say Here's what's sad. When we wear Jesus on the outside but not inside, and we take Jesus on and off, it hurts our witness. It breaks God's heart. I hear this all too often. I'll be talking to somebody that doesn't go to church, maybe they quit going, not a follower of Jesus. And I'll say, you ought to come to church. Oh, no, man, uh-uh. Don't want to go to church. Full of hypocrites. I got hurt years ago. Full of hypocrites. And I always say, well, newsflash, we're all hypocrites. I mean, we're all sinners. We've all made mistakes in our life. 
But friends, when you simply wear Jesus outside and you do not allow Jesus inside your life so that he can change your heart, so he can change your actions, the fact is, when you only wear him outside, it does serious, serious damage to the faith. We are to wear Jesus inside so that he shines outside. We're to, we're to model him. We're to be bold about how we live our faith. See, you don't, you don't quit wearing Jesus when the times get rough. Oh, I'm going through some tough times. Man, I'm out. When the pressure mounts, yeah, I'm done. When, when your buddies say, hey, let's go to the strip club. Yeah, okay, I'll take Jesus off. You know, all your, your friends are scheduling stuff on Sunday. Yep, I'm in. Followers of Jesus Christ wear Jesus inside, and it affects every single action, every decision. It is a fashion statement that's really a faith statement in life. You know, what's inside is reflected on the outside. You know, Jesus said it this way. He said in the same, it is the same with you. On the outside, you seem to be doing what's right. Look pretty good. But on the inside, you're full of what is wrong. You pretend to be what you are not. Ouch. Ouch. There's another way people wear Jesus, very casual, very casual with Jesus. You know, we, we treat, treat him with kind of that just, oh, you know, he's around, he's around. Me and Jesus, we got it happening. I'm committed. Man, I'm committed. And so we put Jesus on. See how committed I am? Yeah, I'm not committed. And we take Jesus on and off and on and off. Ligs on Sunday morning. It's only three months out of the year. I'll, uh, I'm good with Jesus that way. Friends, what's a person to do, you know? I've got to go with, go, go with everybody. Hey, my friends invite me to go fishing five, six times a year. It's on Sunday, but it's just five or six times a year. You know, it's raining out today. Yeah, we'll go next week. It's dreary outside. Yeah, let's just sleep in. It's summer. We, we like to get away, so we'll be back in the fall. Here's the deal, friends. Pretty soon, if you're not careful... You have Jesus off more than you got him on. You know, and your life will scream, I'm committed to non-commitment. I mean, what, what if I only worked out like once a month? What, what if I only spent time with my spouse once a month? What, what if I just prayed once a month? And I know some of you are going, well, that, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. But do you know what? It just breaks my heart. If we had everybody here on Sunday morning, everybody that, that comes once a month, once every two months, once every three months, we'd have six, seven hundred, eight hundred people here. 
easy. And I can't count the number of times I've talked to someone and I'll go, oh, I haven't seen you. Yeah, yeah, we've, we've missed a lot lately. We're, we're just dealing with a lot of issues, and they'll kind of share with me what's going on. And we just got sidetracked, and, and so as they share a little more, I go, yeah, I talked about that like two weeks ago. You know, they go, oh, we, we weren't here. And I, I will tell you, Satan has a strategy, and he's smart. The fact is, he wants you to miss the things you need the most in life. You know, Paul writes this to Timothy. He says, keep yourself in training for a godly life. Physical exercise has some value. It's a good thing. But spiritual exercise is valuable in every way because it promises life both for the present and for the future. And that word future, eternity, eternity there. Friends, when you're casual with Jesus, I will tell you, you will have enough Jesus to be really dangerous. You will have enough Jesus in your life to mess your life up. You will have enough Jesus to keep running with the wrong crowd. You'll have just enough Jesus in your life to do the wrong things and say the wrong things and go the wrong places. When you're casual with Jesus, jacket, well, it gets stained, gets worn. And it's not much of a fashion statement at some point, but it's really not much of a faith statement. I mean, some treat Jesus as like emergency apparel. I I keep a uh, jacket in my car, and uh, it's there just in case I break down. I'm in a situation where I gotta walk a long way, and it's raining, snowing, whatever, and I can put the jacket on to kind of protect me from the elements. I've never used the jacket in all, all the years I've kept it in my car, but it's there just, just in case. Some people wear Jesus like that. Oh, things are really bad. Oh, Jesus, I need you in my life, Jesus. Oh, it's It's awful. I'm, I'm praying that he's going to work in my life. And so we get Jesus put on. And then when things start looking up, they turn great again. Whew, wow. Thank goodness I had Jesus. And what happens is people fall back in their regular patterns. They get busy again. They get distracted again. Haven't seen you in a while. Oh, uh, you know, things are really going good right now. We're just really, really busy. And then things turn. Whoa, I need Jesus again. Thank goodness for Jesus. We keep him where we know where he's at, don't we? Keep him handy. Keep him in the closet. Keep him in the car, wherever. I need Jesus. Lost my job. Got a bad report at the doctor. Yeah, my my marriage is in trouble. I need Jesus. Struggling with addiction again. I need need Jesus. We'll we'll be back next week. 
I'll be here because I need him to work in my life. And, and my question is, anybody wearing Jesus like emergency apparel? Got Jesus handy, just, just in case. You know, you put him somewhere so that you, you can find him and put him on in your life. Things go good, we take him off, leave him laying around. But we keep him handy, don't we? Just, just in case, just in case I'm in a crisis, just in case I have a scare in my life. As Christ followers, how are you wearing Jesus? See, here's the good news. You know, the fact is, I know some of you want to use Jesus. But the good news is, God wants to use you. You know, God wants to make a difference in your life. He wants to use you to make a difference in this world. He wants to make a difference with that one and only life you have. You know, quit trying to tailor Jesus to fit your wants. The challenge is to allow him to tailor your life. New pattern, new way of living. Some of you need that. You know, some of you, when I was talking about vintage, you're like, yeah, I think maybe I've relied on times of the past, my mom and dad or grandparent. You know, but I, it hasn't been my faith. Or maybe you were really fired up about Jesus when you were young and gave your life, but it's been a long time. Friends, God wants to recycle you and use you. He wants to renew you. He wants to change you. You know, some of you, you've been styling. Ooh, boy, I want people to know I'm, I'm a Christ follower. But inside... Truth known, doing your own thing. And I will tell you, Jesus wants to work inside you. You don't have to be perfect, but he wants you to grow. He wants to guide you. He wants to change you. The fact is, when Jesus is inside you, he starts shining outside. shining outside for the world to see. And some of you have been really casual with Jesus. You, you take Jesus on and off so many times in the run of a week according to the situation, according to the season. And I will tell you, God wants an ongoing daily relationship with you. God wants you to be committed. Are you wearing Jesus every day? And some of you have been treating Jesus like emergency apparel. Oh, you keep him handy. He's hanging in your closet or wherever. You know where he's at. You can access him. And don't misunderstand me. God says if we cry out to him, he will be there in our time of need. There's no doubt about that. But I will tell you, if that's the Jesus that you only turn to when you got a problem, you're missing the best that God has to offer you. Because when you wear Jesus regularly and daily, you find direction. 
in your life. You find power, you find purpose in your life. You start living the abundant life that Jesus promised his followers. You, you become a supermodel. You become a, a model of grace and forgiveness and hope to a lost and dying world that's hurting out there looking for something that works. Christ followers, I'm gonna ask you one more time. How are you wearing Jesus? Now I wanna say something to those that have not taken the step. You're not wearing Jesus because you haven't bowed a knee to him yet. And I would challenge you to put Jesus on in your life. Make him your savior and Lord. He died on the cross and he died for you, to cover you, cover your sins. And all you gotta do, he's reaching out with that righteous robe and saying, just take it, just take it. It is the only way to heaven perfectly dressed wearing Jesus in your life. Only designer worth wearing. I'm gonna close with uh, Isaiah. It says, I am overwhelmed with joy. And the Lord my God, for he has dressed me with the clothing of salvation and draped me in a robe of righteousness. We're gonna have prayer teams down front. And uh, those of you that have not accepted Christ as your Savior, I challenge you today. It's the best decision you'll ever make. And let, let our teams pray with you. Just say, I want to I become a Christian today. I want Jesus as my Savior. Let him pray with you. And maybe, maybe, as we've been talking about fashion, maybe one of those statements that we talked about, you go, yeah, that's me. I take Jesus on and on. Come down and let teams pray for you. You don't have to tell them you don't, anything. Just say, new day today, pray for me. New day, pray for me. I'm making this a new statement in my life. New fashion statement. Let, let's stand for a word of prayer. Our holy God, God, we praise you. And God, I know there's someone here today that your Holy Spirit is speaking to them but today is the day they bow a knee to you. And God, I pray that uh, they would just sense that love of Jesus, that they would accept what he did on the cross for them. And God, the, the rest of us, I'm sure there's something that we go, yeah, I'm not quite as committed as I need to be or I take Jesus off when I'm in this situation or that. And God, I pray that you give us the strength to be clothed in you every day, every way. God, you'd use us as a witness in this world. We'd be not just a voice, that the people would look and go, I want what they've got. God, we give you the glory. 
we give you the praise. God's people said, Amen. Let's worship together.